Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome again to Parts Unknown, the hinterlands, the tall timbers. That exclusive spot Texas can't even reach in the shower. Casa de Blood. I know, Chester, the signal sucks around here. Just start downloading it now and you can listen tomorrow. He'll try anything to get inside, but there's no Yankee candle in the world that can cover that up. Come on in, friend. Mmm. All right. This episode of Drew Blood's Dark Tales is brought to you by cigarettes. So smoke them if you've got them and drink those glasses to the bottom. Thank you for your support and for supporting our valuable sponsors. Come on in, sponsors. Don't you want to hear a Dingle and Ball commercial? Anyway, the rigmarole. You're listening to the standard edition of this program. If you'd like to show your support and enjoy ad-free versions of this and all our other episodes, visit simplyscarypodcast.com and click Patrons in the upper menu to sign up today. You'll get instant access to the whole enchilada, including hundreds of tales from our audio archives dating back to 2012. Thank you for your support. Got a story or two you'd like to hear on this show? Send it to DrewBloodHorror at gmail.com. If selected, we'll do business. Tonight we've got a story from Creepypasta Denizen, Corpse Child. Yes, that's his Christian name for all you who are wondering. This story might have you reconsidering your culinary habits, though. So, without further delay, I give you, from Corpse Child, fresh meat. You know, I used to laugh at the idea of being vegetarian. The idea of purposely not eating meat used to sound so dumb to me. I mean, yeah, healthy lifestyle and all. And yes, I'm aware that some people actually can't eat meat because of an inability to digest it. But come on, how could you say no to a nice full rack of baby back ribs? Or a quarter-pounder New York-style steak, right? Well, guess the joke's on me now. After what happened, I can't think of any of that without wanting to puke. 
I'm going to put this out there now. If you're faint of heart or weak of stomach, do not listen to this. Let me also go ahead and say that no, I'm not talking about Mickey D's either. Say what you want about their food not being actual meat or whatever. I guarantee you, whatever it is made of, it's far less horrific than what I saw at the place I used to work at. Mr. Pigsley's Diner, home of delicious meat, happy bellies, and having a snorting good time. Those words, the big, bold, red words plastered next to that smiling, fat-ass pig with a 50-style football jacket and haircut, will always haunt my nightmares. The place itself was one of those that was made to resemble an old-timey diner from the 50s and 60s. Black and white tiled floor, vintage photos from car shows, old stuntmen, or shots of Elvis Presley as well as different antiques on display. The place even had an actual jukebox, coin-operated with actual CDs instead of the touchscreen ones you see nowadays. In the middle of the diner area was where the bar was. During the day, until about 6 o'clock or so, it was an ice cream bar, with the barley sodas being brought out later on in the evenings. I remember how you could bring your kid up to the bar on a Friday afternoon for a little oinkers hour where the ice cream was handmade right in front of them and they'd get whatever flavor and toppings they wanted and however much of it they wanted for free. Aside from this, they also had the Piglet Wall of Fame where the Rugrats would have pictures taken of them in little pig masks with the mascot, Mr. Pigsley, standing beside them as they scarfed down a three-ounce plate of pulled pork. Of course, the kids loved it, and the parents loved it too for how dirt cheap the food was. We're talking $15 tops for a large-sized barbecue plate with two large sides with drink. I say all of this to say that the place was very family-oriented, particularly when it came to bringing the kids. My family actually used to take me and my brother Andre when we were kids. And like I said, with all the other kids, we too had more than our fair share of little oinker hours on Fridays to kick off the weekend and had our pictures added to the Wall of Fame, which are all now gone after what's happened. Now, take that and fast forward to almost a year ago. I'm 21 and having just moved out of my parents' house with no degree or any other job experience and I needed to have a way to make rent for my apartment. And you can imagine how difficult a decision it was for me to choose Mr. Pigsley's Diner as my go-to. I was hired almost on the spot after I'd put in an application to be a cook. The pay for the job I'd be doing admittedly wasn't quite as bad as I was expecting. $11 an hour, 40 hours a week. Of course, being that it was strictly second shift, this meant long, exhausted nights slaving in the kitchen and then closing the kitchen. It was rough, but I had to do it, and after about a month or two, I'd just gotten used to it. 
Actually, it wasn't long after that that I was getting my first raise to 11.75 an hour. I had also managed to get to a point, usually because the other kitchen staff were out back taking a smoke, that I was actually able to handle work in most areas of the kitchen alone. In other words, I'd gotten pretty good at my job pretty quickly. One of my duties, unfortunately, was washing any remaining dishes at night when we were closed. It sucked, mostly because of the fact that it was always the grill utensils and shit that I got stuck washing. You know, the shit that'd be the dirtiest. And we had to wait until we were closed for the night to wash them. Because of this and because the shift manager Trish usually dragged her feet with her part, making sure everything is done and done right, as well as the fact that the closing shift only had two people around to shut the place down for the night. We weren't usually getting out of there till about 1 or 1.30 in the morning every night. Well, it was because of this that things would take a weird turn. Funny enough, I almost didn't even notice it. It was a Friday night which of course meant we'd been slammed all day with business, and I was beyond tired and ready to be done with the place for the night. I was in the sink room, located a little ways behind the kitchen and grill area next to the freezer and dry stock, washing the dishes, as best I could anyway, while Trish finished up with the money. Since my phone was dead, I couldn't listen to music or podcasts while I washed dishes like I usually did. That was when I heard it. It was very faint, and again, I almost didn't hear it. It almost sounded like a faint groaning noise. But being exhausted and figuring that it was just the electrical hum of the freezer, I shook it off and continued. It was when I was just about finished with the dishes, though, that I heard it again. Louder. Listening a little harder. I noticed that it was indeed coming from the freezer. I pressed my ear to the door, and I could hear it much louder. Concentrating, I thought I could hear the sounds of muffled sobbing coming from inside. I tried pulling the handle to open the freezer door, only to find it locked. Weird, I thought. Why's the freezer locked? I was never told before that the freezer was supposed to be locked at night. Maybe it's to keep the meat fresh? To keep everything cold? This didn't make much sense to me, but I ended up having to just go with that when I heard Trish calling for me, telling me she was ready to go home. I pretty much immediately forgot all about it until the next night closing the kitchen when I heard it again. Like last time, the freezer door was locked and inside, I could hear a very faint sound like someone was groaning. It was a lot louder this time. I also noticed that this time it seemed like it would randomly let out sharp bursts of crying or wailing. At one point, I thought I could hear a shrill sort of screaming noise as well. What the? I started knocking on the freezer door. Hello? Hey, uh, is someone in there? Nothing. The only response was the continued groaning noises from the other side. I tried knocking again. What's going on? 
I spun around to see Trish standing behind me looking confused. What the hell are you doing? Have you finished yet? Oh, uh, yeah. I looked at the freezer. Hey, uh, is there any particular reason the freezer's locked? She cocked her eyebrow. What do you mean? I pulled on the handle to demonstrate. Her eyes continued looking confused as she tried to open it herself with the same result. Huh. She said, resigning. That is weird. No, I don't know why the heck they'd have it like this. What has you so worried about it, though? Well, I thought I could hear something or somebody in there. What do you mean? She asked, looking even more confused now. I shrugged and chuckled nervously. I don't know. I just keep hearing this weird noise coming from in there. I pressed my ear to the door again, still hearing that faint groaning sound. Do you hear it? Still looking skeptical, she then pressed her ear to the door. She stayed like this for a moment before shaking her head. Mm, sounds the same as it always has. At least same as it is since I've been here. This is an old place, though. The wiring in there must be on the fritz. You sure? I asked, cocking my own eyebrows in confusion. Cause it sounds like someone's in there. Yeah, and besides which, we can't get in there anyways. Now, I don't know about you, but I kinda like to get home before it's time to open the place back up. She held up her phone, reading almost 1.45 a.m. With that, I gave one last look to the freezer before turning and following Trish. That night, I couldn't shrug it off like I did before. No matter how hard I tried, I couldn't stop imagining something or someone in the freezer. Moreover, I couldn't stop wondering about what that sound was. Obviously, I wasn't buying the whole just the old faulty wiring crap. What the hell were they doing in there? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. As it happened, the next day was when the owner, Mr. Pigsley, would be in for his little routine visits. He usually would come once or twice a month, unannounced and just sort of check in, you know? Make sure everyone's doing everything that needs to get done. Basically, sort of general inspection, you know? One thing I noticed, too, was that one of the first things he always did was to check out the freezer. Naturally, I figured if anything was going on in there, he'd know, right? As well as this, 
we were actually slow for the first time that week by the way which made it relatively easy for me to ask him about it first thing when he came in. What do you mean? He asked me, cocking his eyebrows like Trish did. The past two nights, sir, I've been hearing these weird noises coming from the freezer. Whenever I go to try and check it out, though, it's always locked. Is it supposed to be? He frowned. What's all the noises? I, I don't really know, sir, I replied, admittedly feeling a bit awkward. It sounds like someone's in there. He stared, frowning at me for a moment before opening the freezer and walking inside. I followed him. Inside, of course, I heard the droning of the refrigeration system. In other words, the normal sounds it should have been making in there and there were boxes labeled fresh meat stacked against the walls. Everything was there, just the way it was supposed to be. No weird sound, nobody else in the freezer, aside from me and Mr. Pigsley. Well, he said, turning back to me, I don't hear nothing. He looked back inside for a moment before saying, Okay, nothing except for the fridge wires on the last legs. I reckon I have to get that look there, won't I? <laughs> he chuckled when he said this before saying, Thanks for letting me know. I stood for a moment, confused, before stammering, Uh, yes sir, sure thing. <laughs> I then felt the hand of Andy, one of the other grill hands, tap me on the shoulder, telling me I was needed back in the kitchen. Mr. Pigsley waved his hand dismissively before turning and going back into the freezer. Fridge wires on their last legs? I couldn't take my mind off how wrong that sounded to me. For one thing, the fridge actually sounded normal. Plus, after taking a peek at the thermostat outside, I saw that, at least according to the reading at the time, it was working just fine. Secondly, this didn't make sense to me because if they really were on their last legs, shouldn't he have known that and done something long before now? On top of all that, though, was the fact that the big question wasn't even answered. Why the hell was the freezer door locked? Not only this, how was it locked? There were no bolts or anything on the handle, inside or out. As much as I wanted to shove all this at Mr. Pigsley until I got an answer, I wouldn't get the opportunity again before he left. That night, I wasn't the one to close the kitchen, having agreed to switch shifts with Andy so he could get a few more hours in. For some reason, he was only scheduled two days that week for five hours each. This meant I was getting off that night at around 10 o'clock. Because I was still skeptical, or rather suspicious about the whole freezer thing. I asked him as part of the agreement if he'd keep an eye on the freezer and to tell me if he noticed anything off about it. He agreed, though I could tell he thought I was nuts. So 10 o'clock rolled around and I was punching the clock, but not before checking the freezer one last time. It was unlocked, full of nothing but frozen food. I was heading out back to my car when I heard a rustling sound coming from the dumpster. Looking over, I could see the lid pushing up, like something was trying to get out. 
I was about to brush it off as probably just raccoons or maybe a couple of stray cats when I then heard what sounded like snorting. What the fuck? I was cut off when I then heard a high-pitched squealing sound that almost seemed to echo in the empty parking lot. This caused my heart to skip about three or four beats and I had to close my eyes and cover my ears tight. This was followed by several loud banging noises coming from inside the dumpster. I watched this continue, jaw slacked, frozen in shock, until the lid of the dumpster suddenly flew open. For a brief moment, I saw what looked like two pig ears slowly emerge from the dumpster, followed by two dark, empty, marble-looking eyes glinting into the streetlights. That was when I took off like a bat out of hell and bolted back around to the front of the diner and ran inside. Guys, I shouted, crashing through the front doors. They immediately looked at me wide-eyed and startled. I struggled to speak, being out of breath. There's, there's something out there. Where? Andy asked. I pointed to the back and said breathless. At the, at the dumpster. His face immediately fell into one that said, You're shitting me here, right? I caught my breath as Trish asked what exactly it was that I saw. I think... I began, remembering those two black beady eyes glaring at me. I think it was a pig. A pig? Trish asked, her voice completely bewildered now. Andy stared at me for a second before scoffing. Dude, he said, sounding like he was two seconds away from busting his gut laughing in my face. Whatever shit you're on, I'm serious, I shouted, cutting him off. He just kept looking at me like I was crazy while Trish just looked lost. I saw two pig eyes staring at me from the dumpster. I heard it squealing too. Where the hell could it have come from? Trish asked. There's no farm around here. Andy snickered and remarked, <laughs> Maybe the truck had one that wasn't quite ready yet. Trish snickered at this too. I was the only one, though, that wasn't finding this funny. Damn it, Andy. I'm not screwing around here. I saw a giant pig staring at me in the dumpster. He just snickered again. Oh, it was a giant pig. He then made a surprised face and turned to Trish saying, <gasps> Hear that, Trish? A mean old monster pig is gonna get us. Ooh. I curled my hand into a fist, clenching my teeth. I was getting really agitated really quickly. Before I could do or say anything, though, I heard something coming from the back behind the kitchen near the freezer. What? Trish asked, noticing my attention towards the back of the diner. I shushed her before starting towards the freezer. Listen, I whispered. It sounded like something, something big was dragging its feet across the floor. You hear that? I watched Trish and Andy cup their ears, listening closer. I could also hear the sound of someone's muffled bawling in the distance, sounding like their mouth was covered or taped over. I watched as Trish seemed to take notice. What the hell is that? She asked turning now to look towards the back like I was. Andy just looked at the both of us, confused. 
Now you too, Trish? What are you guys going on about? He stopped when he heard the sound of the freezer door opening. Now his eyes were wide. The fuck? Who's back there? We heard the freezer door shut, still hearing the muffled screaming from behind. Andy started towards the back when I shot out my hand, stopping him. Wait, what if it's some maniac with a gun or something? He pushed past me towards the back. I followed after him with Trish joining behind me. The sounds from the freezer were louder now, shrill, like someone was being tortured. I could hear what sounded like a young girl, high school age, screaming, No, please don't. Let me go. These were followed by sharp cries of pain that caused the three of us to have to cover our ears. As well as this, I could hear what sounded like a combination of growling and squealing mixed in with the screaming, sounding deep and gruff. We quickly darted the rest of the way to the freezer and began trying to open it. It was no use, however. It was somehow locked again. Even with all three of us pushing on the door at the same time, trying to force it open, it would not budge. As we were doing this, the sounds, both of the screaming and the weird squealing, got louder and louder. I began imagining the thing on the other side to be some sort of mutant behemoth pig monster like Andy said with huge muscular arms and gigantic tusks that could impale me like a kebab. Finally, Andy ran and got the emergency fire extinguisher and used it to batter the door until we heard something fall to the ground, crashing on the other side before shoving the door open. In front of the door was a bunch of the fresh meat boxes that apparently had been propped against the door to keep it shut. Now knocked over onto the floor of the freezer, I saw that a few of them had broke open, scattering red, meaty, bloody chunks all across the floor of the freezer. For just a brief second, I looked closely at a pile of the stuff, and that was all it took to make me start to retch. There, spilling out of a box, was what looked to be a large intestine coiling out from the severed legs of what looked to be a small child, possibly even an infant. Almost on a sort of cue, the smell of a dead body flooded my nose instantly, further causing my stomach to turn over on itself. I wasn't the only one struggling to keep from spilling their stomach either. Seeing this, Andy had to cover his mouth and turn away. To her credit, Funny enough, given how she always claimed to hate scary movies in the past when I talked about them, Trish was the only one who wasn't affected by this. At least, not as much as me and Andy. She took the lead and went on inside. It took another second of pulling ourselves together before me and Andy could follow her inside. We could all hear the sounds of screaming and pig squealing from the far end of the freezer. Slowly, the three of us made our way towards the back, towards the sound. Despite what I said earlier about Trish being the most strong-stomached out of the three of us, what we saw next made her vomit right there in the freezer where she stood. There, in the middle of the floor, was a young girl. Couldn't have been a day over 17. 
pinned to the floor, naked, and on top of her was a giant, hairy, overweight gorilla of a man, wearing what looked like one of those pig masks you'd see from Party City on Halloween. The pig man stopped when he must have heard Trish and reared up from the girl before turning to look at us. For a second, we all just stood there, me and Trish both speechless with horror, while Andy was the first to speak. Who are you? And what the fuck are you doing? He, it, whatever just stood, snorting angrily, like he was raring up to charge at Andy. Trish ran over to try and help the girl when she was snatched by the throat and hurled into a stack of meat boxes behind her. I ran to help her up while Andy charged towards the pig man. Just like Trish, Andy was caught by the throat before being forced to the ground. After helping Trish up, she ran again to help the girl up while I tried to help Andy. Pig man had him on the ground, crushing his throat and pressing one knee on his chest, crushing his ribs. Without thinking, I hurled myself at him, shoving him off of Andy and into the wall to the right of us. Andy was wheezing and gasping for air as I helped him to his feet while Trish rushed her and the girl out of the freezer. Call the police! I shouted to her as she ran out. When I looked to where Pigman landed, I saw that the mask had fallen off. Now against the wall, buck-ass nude, was Mr. Pigsley. What the? Before I could even finish that thought, he looked up at me, glaring, before letting out a deafening squeal and charging at me. In less than seconds, he was on top of me, ravenously trying to bite at my face like a rabid dog. I tried pushing his face away, which resulted in three of my fingers getting bitten, hard enough to start bleeding and go numb. Andy tried wrestling him off of me by getting him in a chokehold, only to be met with a backhand that sent him flying into the wall again. Now he was crushing my throat like he was with Andy. My vision started blurring when, when the next thing I knew I felt Mr. Pigley's hands release my throat, causing me to gasp for air. Mr. Pigsley was on the ground, staring up at the ceiling, dazed, with Andy holding one of the boxes that he had used to bash him over the head with. You okay? He asked, breathless. Yeah. I groaned, pain still shooting through my hand. I could hear Mr. Pigsley's groan as he stirred on the floor. I told Andy to stay there and to make sure he didn't go anywhere while I went to check up on Trish. Sure enough, Trish and the girl were out front, talking to a couple of police officers. I joined them, and they asked me where he was. I led them back to the freezer where Mr. Pigsley was still writhing on the floor. The officers then took over, leading us back out to the front. By that time, the parking lot was filled with police cars and an ambulance. After checking them out with the ambulance, the other officers escorted Andy, Trish, and the girl home while I was checked out for my hand. I actually had to be taken to the hospital for it to get stitches. I read a few days after that, upon looking into the contents of the freezer, the mutilated remains of infants 
as well as several teenagers was found with evidence that they were being ground up and processed using the meat grinder next to the dry stock area in the back. Mr. Pigsley was arrested and tried for kidnapping, unable to link him to any of the human remains at the time. He claimed, though, that he had absolutely no idea what was going on, that apparently he was at his house one moment and lying naked in the freezer the next. In the end, he was sentenced to three and a half years in a psychiatric facility. The diner was closed down and condemned after that, and a month later, it was cleared out and bulldozed, now serving as a vacant parking lot. I lost all contact with Trish and Andy, as well as anyone else from Mr. Pigsley's diner, and got a new job as a sales associate at a thrift store where I work nowadays. The pay isn't as much as the hours are long, sure, but my co-workers are pretty cool. Plus, at least I don't have to work around food anymore. It was sometime last week that I was scrolling around online, just screwing around on my break at work that I found old articles about local sightings of the pig man. I clicked on them and read about multiple reports of people, namely teens and their small children going missing in the dead of night in the town located just next to mine. Each time, a few witnesses would claim to see a giant creature with the head of a pig and the body of a man lurking around. Of course, these were usually the tinfoil hat types making these claims, so it didn't surprise me that these claims weren't exactly taken seriously by authorities at the time. That said, they never found any suspects, nor were the missing persons ever found. But the worst part, the thing that has now driven me to have constant nightmares, was when I looked at the dates of the reports. They were all dated in the early 50s, right around the same time that the diner first opened its doors. All that time, I, as well as God knows how many others, were eating children. What's even worse, I, for almost a year, was the one that cooked and served it to people. This is why I've decided two things. First, I will never work in another food establishment again. No exception. The second is that I'm strictly a vegetarian. It was admittedly a bit hard at first. Like I said, how could you pass up a nice juicy prime rib? But any time I think about meat of any kind, I can't help but remember what I saw in the freezer that night. You've been listening to Fresh Meat by Corpse Child. A good reminder that meat's awfully expensive these days, and a businessman's gotta do what he's gotta do, even if it makes him a monster. So who's in the mood for a burger? A little about the author. Corpse Child is 21 years old with a fascination with the art of terror and the macabre. 
when he's not watching horror movies or reading horror novels or stories, he's always crafting his own chilling gospels of horror to terrify and eternally rob you of a peaceful slumber. Currently, he publishes most of his work to Reddit under his pen name, Corpse Child. Many of his horror stories have been featured and adapted to audio narrations by a wide variety of YouTube narrators, including some of the bigger names in the field, like Drew Blood, as well as the ones commissioned on the Chillin' app, and was featured in the debut issue of ill-advised records, The Dark Door E-Zine. You can follow him for more of his work through his Facebook and his subreddit, r slash corpsechildgospels, as well as purchasing a copy of his book, Damned Whispers, on Amazon. Check the links in the show notes to go right to it. Thanks, Corpsey. And while you're at it, please remember to stop by our Apple Podcast page or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts and subscribe. The charts are based on subscriptions, not listens, by the way. So feel free to accidentally subscribe as many times as you want. I won't tell anyone, I promise. And if you feel like spreading the word and helping old Drew Blood out and convincing a friend or two to subscribe to my podcast, that would help me out greatly, and I'd really appreciate it. To hear a premium ad-free edition of tonight's and all our other podcast episodes, visit simplyscarypodcast.com today and click the Patrons link in the upper menu. You'll find yourself at ChillinTalesForDarkNights.com, where you can become a patron for as little as $5 a month and get access to our entire audio archive dating back to 2012, including past episodes of this program and all our other shows, and hundreds of standalone releases, all of them ad-free and available to download or stream. If you happen to use Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube, you can follow and subscribe to Chillin' Tales for Dark Nights there, where you'll get all our latest updates and new releases and have the chance to interact with us each and every week. You'll find me personally on Facebook and Instagram, and sometimes Twitter. Sometimes. And remember, we're accepting submissions. If you've got a story or two you'd like to be featured on this show, send it to drewbloodhorror at gmail.com. If selected, you'll get the full treatment. Well, I'm afraid this is where we part ways, friend. At least till next week. So grab a drink for the road if you like, but forget who you got it from. You get pulled over, you've been drinking with Chester. Don't forget it. At this time, I'd like to recognize a few of our YouTube crew. Andrew Kill. Hey, Andrew. I appreciate that message you sent me, friend. Jacob Mark Henry. What's up, Jacob? I've enjoyed our chats. And somebody called The Motivator who left a very nice message to me last week in the comment section. So, Andrew Kill. Jacob Mark Henry and the Motivator. May the wind be at your back and may the road rise up to meet you. Cook your mystery meat well done and go fuck yourselves. <laughs> Good night, y'all.
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.